Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. You're here with Coffee Talk. I'm Queen B, where I talk about basically what I'm going through, sharing some stories, and hopefully by doing so, I could help those that are listening to my podcast today. So welcome. Welcome all my new podcasters. Um, It is Monday. It's Labor Day. It's hot if you're in California. It's like a heat wave. Oh my god. Yesterday, I stayed home because it was just too hot. I got up early because I have no groceries. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get up early and uh, get my groceries before it gets really, really hot. And I was really sweating. It was like probably not even nine yet. Now it was just like burning, burning up. Today's a little bit uh, cooler. So I'm up, I'm running errands real right now. So then I have the rest of the day just to chill, figure out what I'm going to make for lunch or dinner and just be with my kids. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, working full time jobs and being a mother, you sometimes feel, feel guilty. You know, you feel guilty that you're always working and you don't have time to be with your children like if you were at a stay-at-home mom you know so I really do feel guilty that I work 40 hours plus a week and um I really don't get to spend the time with my children uh like I want to especially since I have a, t- a toddler you know these are the times that I have with him until he grows up and then he doesn't want to spend any time with me you know um so I definitely do feel guilty but at the same time I'm like if I don't work how are they going to have, you know, a home and cars and gross, you know what I mean? So I'm like, it's a necessary evil. <laughs> it really, really is. And then, um, you know, I want to give my children the things that I didn't have growing up. Uh, and a great example is uh, nice shoes, <laughs> like nice shoes. Like nobody really understands how the struggle really is Um unless you actually walk through it you know I grew up in an era you know I'm an 80s baby uh so I'm growing up I didn't have like good stuff not only did I not have the good stuff I wasn't able to fit into cute stuff because I was chubby you know so I always had to wear like weird looking clothes or just not the cutest clothes and then I had the most uncomfortable shoes from Payless which made my feet stink and then if I did have like if I wanted the I really really wanted some Nike Airs really really bad and I didn't I yeah my mom couldn't afford that so I got some FIFAs (laughs) which are the like knock up knockoff versions of like the Nike Airs you know those white ones with they had the air on them they're really really nice now so I, I I was never able to get that, you know, but now as a mother myself, I try to give the best things to my children. So, uh, but, but at, at a reasonable price, you know, let me, let me talk about my budget. Okay. So, you know, for those that have children, school age children, they all went back to school already, you know? So my budget for back to school was a hundred dollars on shoes and another hundred on clothes you know, but this would have been, you know, $200 budget for back to school would have been okay, like two years ago. But now that we're in the recession, yeah, my $200 didn't go that far. So I ended up spending a little bit more. I ended up spending 150 on three pairs of shoes. Uh, She got three pairs of two pairs of Nikes and one pair of Pumas. So those are her three pairs. They're all like pink. 
she love this girl loves pink and i apologize for the background noise i'm in my car talking to you guys while i'm doing my laundry remember i'm doing my errands right now so right now my clothes is washing so i'm taking advantage i'm multitasking <laughs> so anyways um so i spent 100 150 dollars on shoes i spent another roughly 50 dollars on backpack lunch pail pencil box and then like back to school stuff like pencils and folders and crayons and stuff which i kind of had already but i just bought new stuff you know just to have more of because you always need that stuff so about 50 dollars on that and then definitely spent over the budget for her clothes but a little bit over 200 dollars for her back to school clothes which is like 220 um because jeans are really expensive for kids you know my kid is now a size 18 for for girls you know so it's a little bit more pricey so i ended up buying her about three three pairs of jeans they're about maybe 20 30 each and then i bought her leggings because uh that's always easy to do you could put a cute leggings and stuff um didn't buy her any uniforms because you know I noticed not everybody wears a uniform, so uniforms are hot. So I'd rather have my daughter in comfortable clothes to school, especially when it's really hot. So that's when I decided to get leggings for her. So I got leggings, I got socks, underwears, bras, you know, t-shirts, sweaters, a couple of hoodies. Um, She likes anime, so she got some anime shirts and, you know, just stuff like that. Uh, So she was happy, you know. I wasn't able to go cut her hair or dye her hair. So that's the next thing to do. So when I, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I'm like, I have to take little, little parts of it because I also have my son now. So my son needs winter clothes because he outgrew everything. You know, he's a big boy now. Uh, I had 12 months, 24 months, two T's and they're fitting him. Now he's in the three T's, four T's. You know, he's not even two yet. He's a big guy. So... I'm like, okay, I have to get him a little bit of winter clothes. So I managed to do that on top of like, I have so many, I have so many bills to pay too. So, you know, money is not going as far as it used to. And I never knew what that meant. Like recession, like what is recession? Like, you know, what does recession mean? Like, I know we're in it and I can feel it. Like, what does this mean? What does it mean? What does recession mean? You know? Um, so for my personal experience, you know, recession is just like, for example, a hundred dollars five years ago was about a hundred dollars. You know, you could buy a lot of stuff with a hundred dollars, like five years ago, like 10 years ago. Uh, now, right, like right now, like today, if you give me a hundred dollars, I'm probably going to come back with like $20 worth of stuff, you know, because of the recession and stuff. So it's like a hundred dollars is not like $20, you know, so a thousand dollars is more like, eh, like 500 bucks, you know, it's just crazy. It's just, man, money, money is just awful, man. Who created money? Shit. Like, why do we need money to get stuff? Like, why can't we just go and get it? You know, like put it on credit or something. I mean, and I'm not talking about credit cards. I'm just like, just give me what I need. And then like, we're good. You know, <laughs> like, you don't, I don't need to pay it back. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's all good. And you know, I'll be back, you know? So anyways, that's, I guess that's capitalism, right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, whew. 
it's hard, you know, and I really feel bad for the people that don't have a job and they're out there every single day trying to look for a job because it's harder. You know, um, my, my boss, um, is hiring more staff, uh, at her office. And he's like, wow, you know, six months ago I put out, you know, an ad for a job and barely had anybody apply. Now I put an ad out for a job position and I get like 200 resumes back. Like, I guess people are trying to go back to work now. And I was like, wow, you know, I guess, um, yeah, I guess people need to go to work now, (laughs) you know? And, uh, he goes, wow, that's crazy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you know, six months ago, people were giving a signing bonuses and now like, they're not doing that no more, <laughs> you know, because there's so much people now looking for jobs. So the job market is um, very competitive. I mean, it's always been competitive, but now it's like, who on top of that, on top of that, on top of that competitive, you know, so I really, really feel bad for the people that don't have a job. Um, and it's hard out there. I understand, you know, I'm dealing with that myself at home with uh, my spouse who can't find a job, which is really, really hard on everybody you know not just himself but on everybody trust me it's hard but man he's not the only one you know I have other friends that I talk to that are struggling with uh financially and then um and have full-time jobs like myself like I'm struggling financially as well and I have a full-time job you know it's just money doesn't go that far for example like um I get like a thousand dollar check and about thousand dollars go for bills and I still have to figure out how I'm gonna eat (laughs) How am I going to put gas in the car? You know, how am I going to buy stuff for the house to clean? How am I going to do laundry? How am I going to get my car wash? You know, so a $1,000 a check is really, it's really not that big of a deal. Like you can't really do much with $1,000 anymore, you know? So what goes into my savings? What goes to bills? You know, what goes to the budget for, you know, daily expenses like coffee? You know, I haven't even, you need a coffee budget, you know? So, man, it's just awful. Like, this recession is really, really bad. Um, You know, talking about checks and shit, right? So, I got a raise. Thank God. Thank you, boss. I got a raise, however. (laughs) I don't feel like a raise because by the time I get my check, you know, because you got to pay your taxes before you get your paycheck, right? Oh, I calculated how much taxes was was taken out of my check. It was like 200 and something worth of taxes coming out of my check. So even though I got a raise, technically I didn't really get a raise because now I'm paying more towards taxes, you know? So it's about the same, maybe 100, 200 bucks more than what I used to get. But I'm like, wow, Whew. I don't know what's going on with this economy. Like, wow, you know? I'm like, because, I mean, businesses are booming. You know, there's a new business rising up everywhere you turn around. For example, I'm at the laundromat right now. And um, I see, like, three new businesses going up. So, I'm like, something's going going well, you know. Something, someone's getting money. Not me, but somebody's getting money. Um, and also, like, I, you know, I own my own business as well. I, I sell uh, candles and soaps. And, yeah, I'm not doing that great either, you know. Um, maybe I'm also tired from working so much that I'm not able to do pop-ups like, um, like I used, like I did last summer where I had a pop-up every single fucking weekend. This week, this, uh, this year is too hot 
and I have candles and soap, so it's not the wisest idea to go out there like that. Plus, I have my children, and yeah, they don't want to go because of last summer. I don't blame them. It was hot. But this year's hotter, so we're good. It's okay, you know. But that extra income was very helpful. Not going to lie, I had a little bit extra money coming on the side for my side job, you know, my side hustle, which I really, <laughs> really miss, you know, last year. Ooh, I made I made a good amount of money on the side, just a side hustle, you know. And it was pretty good. So, yeah, I kind of miss that, you know, but <laughs> definitely don't miss the pop-ups. This is a lot of work. You have to load up your cars, you have to unload your cars, and you have to do the setup. You know, I have to put a canopy up, I got to put up tables, I got to put up my merchandise, you know, and it's just me and my child, my 10-year-old, and sometimes a 10-year-old doesn't want to do anything. I don't blame her. You know, I was 10 myself, but man, it's just, um, as a business owner, it sucks because I don't, I don't see the money like I did last year. And then as a, an employee, it sucks because like, I don't see the, your, the money like I did last year either. So yeah, it's a really, it's not the greatest time. Not for all of us. Some people are really succeeding. Like if you're like a police officer or something like that, like if you work, you work for ICE, like you're getting good money, um, which is a horrible, horrible line of duty. Like if you work in that field, let me tell you something, ICE, don't be fooled. Mm -mm. they're out there saying that they're grabbing the criminals you know the hispanic community latino community they're getting these criminals right supposedly these criminals mm -hmm. and putting them back and deporting them because they're here illegally because they have committed crimes you know blah 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 but in reality it's a hot commodity let me tell you it's so much business and just ICE, like, alone. Like, the the agents that run ICE, they get, like, $30 an hour, you know? And then they put these people into the cages, you know? And they have these kids still in. The kids are still in the cages, by the way. Uh -huh. So, all that is money. It's like prison. Prison is also a big, a big business as well, you know? You know, so, yeah. Jail, prison is a different game that's all shit that shit's all privately owned too you know for those that don't know do the google that shit but jail is privately owned i think they're barely now trying to make it like um government owned but mm -mm, for the most part that shit's private it's private companies so it's all a big business so that's really what ice is about what are you really deporting you know when you're deporting families you're separating families that's all business to you that's all it comes down to dollars and cents it really doesn't come out of what's right and what's wrong is it right to separate families no is it right to be here illegally no but then again who created the borders i didn't create the border i, I have no control about the borderline do you do you know who created these borderlines and why do we have borderlines what's the whole point you know, so I, I, we just follow suit. We don't really think about it. Who made these lines? How come? Well, do, well if they came over here illegally, why can they have documentations and make them legal? You know, why? Why can it be so simple? Why didn't make it so complicated? I don't understand. 
I mean, technically, they didn't really, some of them didn't really cross the border. The border kind of crossed them. If you think about it, these is our, you know, if you live in California, this is all indigenous lands, you know. They were taken away from the indigenous people in a very, very, very savage manner as well. Massacres of indigenous cultures, like to the point where, where are they? How many Native Americans do you know? Think about that. How many Native Americans do you know? Right. <laughs> One, maybe. One. You know how many Native American cultures and families and people and just they were murdered from land? Murdered from land. For this, for these resources. Couldn't ask them, hey, you know what? Can we have this little piece right here? Can you move over there a little bit? No. Dominated group. Want to take over everything. And then control it. And then have um, have them enslave, you know. Because the first slaves were not, you know, not the Africans. They were actually the indigenous. However, they were not going to stand down for that shit. So they fought back. So because they fought back, they were massacred at <laughs> enormous rates. Because they were fighting back, right? Because they weren't going to go down with no fight. Fuck that, you know? <laughs> and then they were like, okay, well, we got rid of them. Let's go to Africa. Let's import all these uh, African people. Let's bring them here. And they, you know, slaves weren't just being imported from Africa to the States. They were imported everywhere. It was like a cattle, you know? They weren't even looking as human. They were looking at animals. Like um, here, you know, Black Friday. I don't know if you guys heard the conspiracy about Black Friday, but Black Friday was like, if you bought a slave, you got a slave for free or a slave half off. That was Black Friday back then, you know. That's why I really don't understand why some people like all about Black Friday. Like, you don't know the history of Black Friday at all, my friend. This is where they would sell slaves half off. I seen that in African-American studies. I actually saw the newspaper of them advertising uh half a slave off you know which is really really awful but it really did happen you know let's not be ignorant let's not just say oh that couldn't (laughs) you don't even know what was done to this country before you and they don't talk about it you won't see this in the history books in elementary or high school no you have to go to college for this stuff you have to study these things in order to have an understanding of what happened in this country the whole concept of why we are the way we are today you know for those of you don't know i study sociology as a major so we talk about this we study this we research this all in sociology we go Sorry, ambulances. But we study society, you know. We study society. Of course, I have to blow my nose while I'm recording, right? (laughs) No other time does my nose get stuffy until now. So, my God. My son got me sick, so. I'm still dealing with that, but I'm trying not to get sick because I was at my studio. <laughs> Can't slow me down. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, sociology. You know, sociology 
in a simple perspective is just basically the study of society. I study the different cultures. I study how each culture um, plays a different part into the economic uh, ecosystem, as you could say. You know, what black people bring into the uh, economy, Hispanics, Chinese, Asian, sorry orientals whatever you want to call them you know what each yeah so i study all of that so i understand the struggle between the different cultures like even mixing together because there's always that that division between us you know uh one thinks they're better than the other like um and then the stereotypes oh my god i love the stereotypes like growing up you know i'm hispanic by the way my parents are from el salvador they're they came here as immigrants, uh, refugees, actually, if you're going to look that up, Salvadoran people are actually refugees. My mom came here uh, during the Civil War. Um, so my mom is Salvadoran, my dad's Salvadoran, uh, they're immigrants. I speak both languages. I speak Spanish and English. So I grew up <laughs> both languages, both cultures, you know. So I consider myself Salvadoran American. You know, because I'm Salvadorian roots, but, you know, American bred, you know. So it was difficult to understand the difference as a child. Because, uh, you know, you don't really get to understand that too well. Like, oh, well, like in Spanish, black people, we call them morenitos, right? I don't think that's racist at all. And I don't think it's a mean word. However, <clears throat> if I say that at school and I called a black person, which I did, <laughs> called them a morenito or negrito, they would they, they would get offended. And they did. They got offended because I said morenito, negrito. You know, they took that as I was saying the N-word in Spanish to them, which I wasn't. Not to my understanding. I was just calling them morenito, negrito, you know, because that's what we call them in Spanish. You know, so they took that as, oh, my God, she just called me the N-word in Spanish. And I'm just sitting there confused, like, no, I didn't. You know, why would my mom say that? Or why would my mom call you that if it was a bad word? My mom wouldn't do that, you know. So it was just like the, the, the different language barrier and shit. So I got in trouble for saying that. Because apparently I called the person the N-word in Spanish, which I didn't, you know, to this day. I'm like, I didn't call them the N-word in Spanish. I just called them what we call them in Spanish. Like, that's what we call them. What do we call them, African-Americans in Spanish? No, we don't. We say morenito negritos because that's what, you know. It w- and it's just not like, it, that's just not for, for black people. It's for like, if you're Hispanic and you're in the darker side, oh, right away. Oh, and morenito. Mi negrito, mi negrito. You know what I mean? It's term of endearment, you know, term of endearment. You know, if you're of darker complexion and you're in the Hispanic culture, you're morenito. You know, you're negrito. That's what we say. It's not like an insult or anything. We're just, you know, like I said, term of endearment. So I'm just like, oh man, like, I'm in trouble. And that's the stuff that you get growing up in the Hispanic community, you know? And, um, mind you, I'm a kid. I'm like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, couldn't speak Spanish in school anymore. Remember, I'm in the 80s, baby. So this is about, like, early 90s, late. Early 90s. I couldn't speak Spanish in school anymore. It was banned. 
And I was like, you can't speak Spanish in school, but my friend's Asian, they're Filipino, they're speaking Filipino in class. Like, so it's okay for them to speak Filipino and then her Armenian friends too. So they're speaking Armenian and I can't speak Spanish yet. They're speaking who knows what. And that's really a hard language like to understand. So they could speak their language, but I can like, that's not fair. (laughs) Like that is fucked up. You know, who made these rules? Like who made that okay? You know, and it's like, fuck, no one questions that shit. Like who made it okay? Like the borders, who made that okay? Like who said this is the borderline from this, this, and that? I didn't agree to that. You know? Then it is what it is. That's how that's how the forefathers, I guess, came up with this concept. This is how we're gonna do it. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I kinda diverted from what I was talking about <laughs> today, because I, I went into some other stuff. But anyways, today really was about the recession and I know you guys are feeling it. It's hard, you know, but I want you guys to stay on a positive note and just keep just keep going. You know, it's hard for those that don't have a job. Just keep going. Like for those that do have a job, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep going. You just can't give up, you know, um, giving up is letting them win. You can't do that by they. You know what I'm talking about? If you're Hispanic, you're black, you know, what I'm talking about they. They cannot win. <laughs> they, you have to keep going. You really, really do. And with that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Labor Day. I hope you guys are telling your kids what Labor Day means. Like, why do we have this day off? Because a lot of kids don't know why they have this day off. But, you know, <laughs> side note, like, can you just let them know what today is? You know, Google it. Um talk to them about it because they should know why they have a day off like what men and women do for us every day in order for have liberty at least some sort of freedom you know anyways i'm done (laughs) i will catch you guys on the next one and until then you guys stay safe and bye